Hello, and welcome to episode 145 of Outnumbered the Podcast. We've got something a little bit special for you today. We decided to bring back our episode about alternative holiday traditions. Right now, you might be thinking about the upcoming holidays and... This year is going to look a little bit different, most likely for many of us. And so we thought this is a very timely topic that we can share with you again, alternative holiday traditions. This episode spawned from both Audrey's and my concern about this time of year that so many moms are completely overwhelmed and stressed out by trying to plan fun, exciting things for their kids and family, trying to make amazing holiday traditions and memories, um, and yet they're just left with exhaustion, overwhelm, and stress. So if this is you or this sounds familiar, stay tuned. We're going to talk all about alternative holiday traditions. Welcome to Outnumber the Podcast. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Audrey. And we're homeschooling moms to a combined total of 18 children. We know firsthand that motherhood is full of crazy chaos and overwhelming obligations, but it should also be full of love and laughter. Regardless of where you are on your journey, come join us as we work together to find joy in the chaos of motherhood. Hey guys, so we are super excited to talk to you about alternative holiday traditions today and why we're talking about this. So just a quick little uh, thought is that um, both Audrey and I have had conversations recently about how the holidays are a stressful time and how sometimes we do things a little bit differently than how we were raised or how um, our friends and family do them. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that today, but we're going to start off with a really cool quote from Audrey. Right. And I found this quote on Instagram from Andy Kolber. We can link her in the show notes. And um, it says, forgive yourself for the choices you made when you were trying to survive. I think that is a great quote and outlook to take into the holidays uh, coming up and the stress and the, the um, <laughs> difficult situations we can navigate going into and through the holidays. So just have a little grace with ourselves um, at these times and choices we make and maybe times we yell at our kids when we're just going into and through these situations that aren't just our everyday situation. Yeah, exactly. And that reminds me of our episode about survival times. And I was just thinking that when you have a survival time, new baby, job loss, whatever it may be, combined with an ordinarily stressful time like the holidays, sometimes you can just feel like it's meltdown time, right? But this episode is, we're sharing this with you in case you need to revamp your holidays and you just feel like things are not the right, you're not doing things the right way or you're not comfortable with how you're doing everything. And if you are also in a survival time, this could be just what you need to simplify life. Instead of reading a review today, we are going to uh, be giving a little bit of feedback on a thought-provoking review we had recently. So stay tuned for that at the end. All right. So we're going to give um, talk about alternative holiday traditions. And um, we're going to, for me, this is kind of an easy topic, a no-brainer, because since childhood, I have had holiday traditions that are quite different from everybody around me. Um, and so I'm kind of used to it. So I'm going to come into this episode with that perspective. And we're going to talk about... Um, the pros and cons of alternative holiday traditions, and then give you some steps if you want to switch up your holiday traditions too. 
Yes. So just like all intentional parenting decisions, we as mothers and fathers can choose to do things differently if they aren't working for our families. And mixing up holiday traditions is a very sensitive subject because so many of us have very deeply ingrained memories of holidays, um, the smells, the sounds, the sights, everything, as well as most of them being related to some sort of religious view. So we realize that changing holiday traditions can be a little bit of a tricky thing, but hopefully we can offer you some suggestions to to mix things up if they're just not working for your family. Right, exactly. So if you are raised with strong family traditions and you decide to mix it up, um, you're probably going to feel a little left out um, at those holiday times when you're doing something different. I mean, there's going to be that nostalgia and that that feeling of, oh, man, everybody else, you know, maybe we should have there. You know, there might be some self-doubt, too. Um, you might be misunderstood as to why you're not doing what everyone else is doing or why you've mixed up your holiday traditions. If it works for everybody else, what was the problem with it for you? (laughs) Uh, And then your kids might also, like you might be completely convinced of it, but your kids might be um, considered rude or ignorant or weird by their peers, but also by adults too. Like, for example, if your kids don't... um, believe in the tooth fairy, if you guys don't do that with your kids, then your kids might be considered ignorant or rude or, you know, whatever other people might think, because your kids aren't holding the same set of beliefs or ideas as everybody else. So those are some cons that can, you might want to think about um, putting on one side of the scale. Yeah, this is a, brings up a really interesting topic. I don't know why we're so, um, as, a, as a community and society, why we're so adamant about kids having the same experiences that every kid has. You know, like, I really don't think that a kid believing in Santa Claus is the most important thing for that child. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying I don't think that that's something that's even close to as important as the child's education or the child's religious upbringing or moral upbringing. You know what I'm saying? But some people are so adamant that no, that child must believe in this (laughs) fictional character. I'm just, I'm just saying that to give us all the opportunity to question some of the things that we've always done. Again, not saying one thing is right or one thing is wrong, but is it serving your family? And if it's not serving your family, change it up. You know, you're, you're in charge. You and your spouse are in charge. You guys can do whatever works best for you and your kids. Right, exactly. Our kids, um, we don't teach our kids t- about Santa Claus to, to believe in Santa. And so when we do go out um, at holiday times and, and um, you know, there's somebody dressed up like Santa and they try to offer my kids something or, um, you know, hold out, say, you want to come sit on my lap? My kids are like, who is this weird stranger and why are they trying to give this to me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like my, that is considered rude from a kid to treat Santa that way. But my kids have no, rude. they have no set of ideals with what Santa is or who Santa is. So yeah, they right. can look kind of rude when they're like, you know, bugger off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny because I'm pretty sure most one and two year olds feel the exact same way about Santa. <laughs> like, Do not touch me. <laughs> have you ever True. seen a toddler or a baby smiling on Santa's lap? They're usually <laughs> crying. Oh, good time. Um, so yeah, like a few of the other um, cons or just things to be aware of uh, when changing up traditions is the potential for criticism from friends and family, like you mentioned, um, possible family strife due to differences in celebration. So if you have in-laws that strongly believe X, Y, and Z at 
Thanksgiving time or wherever, and you do A, B, and C, then that could cause some some family drama. Well, we expected you to do this because this is what we've always done, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then and then also um, there can be differences in your purpose for a holiday, right? And that can also also cause some strife. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Okay. So now we want to address some of the pros of changing up traditions and holidays. Um, first of all, I think it's freedom from expectations. Um, I talked about this a little bit in episode 45 about stress-free holidays. That's a really good one too. You can go listen to that. Um, but we don't have any expectation um, that we're going to buy gifts for ourselves or for our family um, at Christmas time. And so there's no, like it's freedom from all the kind of the stress or the expectation or the kind of the stress of figuring out the right gift that's going to make them happy. Like we don't have any of that. And it's like, it's so freeing to just enjoy spending time together over the holidays because we get to be together and there's no stress of, did I get the right gift or that kind of thing? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which also, um, gives us a little more financial freedom, um, because we're not buying each other gifts over the holidays or doing the traditional, um, holiday things that other people do, um, we do have a little more freedom and money to, you know, maybe go on a trip somewhere or maybe um, decide on a family gift or a family experience, something that we can do together. Maybe, you know, we just remodel the bathroom or something, (laughs) (laughs) but that money isn't automatically tagged. Well, this is going to be spent at Christmas time or on, you know, such and such a holiday because there's just not that there. So a little bit of financial freedom in there. Um, Something we feel very strongly about is making intentional choices for the future. So like we feel like we are the first generation starting a new tribe, not not dishonoring our past um, ancestors and anything that they've done, but we feel like the tribe starts with us and we get to make intentional choices for what that tribe is going to look like in the future. And that's, that's really kind of a, a fun and powerful activity to think of it that way. And then you also have the opportunity if you're not, um, say, if you don't set up a Christmas tree, well, maybe you can um, start a new tradition. So for example, at our house, we don't put up holiday lights, but we've started this new tradition. So we make ourselves mugs of hot cocoa travel mugs, and we all hop in the vehicle and we drive around and look at everybody else's Christmas lights and they're gorgeous and we enjoy it. And then we come home. Yeah. So just one example of a new holiday tradition we've started. That's really fun. And you still get in to the enjoyment of what everybody else is doing, but you just no pressure to do it yourself, right? Right. Exactly. In our town, I'm sure most towns, they have a a decorating contest. And so um, after we don't go around before to see everything, we go around after the winners are announced and then we get to hit all the high spots, right? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. Another few pros that I thought about were um, determining what your family focuses on for each holiday. So I I don't know about you guys, but I've noticed that the focus that I've wanted to have for certain holidays gets almost completely lost in the commercialization of the holiday and everybody else's parties and expectations. And it's a little frustrating when I'm like, well, no, this was supposed to be about this or whatever. Um, and it just gets steamrolled by everything we're expected to do that has nothing to do with the, with the real meaning or, or the meaning that I wanted my kids to get out of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, you can also have greater control over what gifts come into your house or what activities occur um, if you're very intentional about your holiday celebrations. And you can eliminate any toxic traditions. And and that might be, some people might think that's a harsh word to use, but I absolutely believe that we are 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 expected to celebrate traditions around almost every holiday that are kind of toxic for me and my family, like bucket loads of candy at Halloween. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I am not a fan of that. <laughs> I'm not saying we don't like our sugar, but you know, just to, to take a step back and think, is there something that just drives me crazy or that is just not serving my kids? How can we, how can we find a way around that? Okay. So now if you've decided to change up your holiday traditions, no matter, you know, what holiday it is, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Halloween, (laughs) Valentine's Day, birthdays, whatever holiday you're going to be switching up. Here's some steps that we've come up with for getting that process started. Yeah. So like I mentioned, talking about the meaning or the purpose behind a holiday, that's step number one. Determine what you want your purpose of that holiday to be or what what the underlying meaning should be. Is it a religious reason? Is it increasing family connectedness? Is it um, finding out what your kids really need from you and spending more one-on-one time? Is it something completely different, serving the community? It can be anything you decide fits well with that tradition. Or you can choose not to celebrate it at all. That is totally okay. That is completely within your right. That might sound a little bit drastic, but you're in charge of your family. You can do whatever feels good for you guys. Um, But that number one decision is to determine what do I want to get out of this holiday? Right, exactly. And then you look at um, what is your current or expected traditions that got you started down this process in the first place? Why am I not enjoying this holiday? Or why, um, what am I not enjoying about this? What is not fitting our purpose? And so like maybe Bonnie and I are great list makers, make a list of pros and cons, things we love, things that have us gritting our teeth and biting our fingernails and spending too much money and are at odds with our true purpose. Number three is to sit down with your spouse and determine how to gently and kindly eliminate what you don't want and include what you do want in your holidays. Um, And I say sit down with your spouse at this point because obviously you have to be on the same team to incorporate new traditions, but actually you and your spouse can be a part of every single one of these steps, obviously, and probably should be. Um, But I like to, I'm the kind of person that likes to run with an idea and then I'm like, oh yeah, I should check with you. Uh, (laughs) Hey honey, do you mind if we do this differently? Um, But this, this is the crucial part where you take your meaning and you, and you figure out what's not working for you. And then you sit down, you create new traditions and it can be wonderful and so eye opening and really exciting and involve your kids too. And say, Hey guys, dad and I aren't really a fan of how we've been doing this. What are your thoughts on? And maybe even have some suggestions there for them. So it doesn't feel like you're just taking everything fun away, (laughs) but that you're saying, what are your thoughts on this? Would you like to look into this? How can, or rather take your purpose and say, how can we make X holiday feel more loving or service oriented or whatever your meaning is? Yes. So be aware and sensitive to the fact that spouses and adult children, other family, close family members can have their own deeply held beliefs and memories. And so it's awesome. My husband and I have found to present a united front to the kids um, to discuss stuff beforehand and then you know, just like that conversation you were role playing, talk about it before, get it all, get all, get all the details worked out and then present a united front to the kids that works best. <laughs> yeah, great point. Yeah. 
And then you might have to compromise um, with some things that weren't exactly on your list, but your husband just really, really is attached to, you know, ice skating on January 1st and he's not going to give that up or whatever, you know, fill in the blank. And so that's going to be continue to be a part of your tradition. Yeah. And I think that's wonderful. Um, compromise is really what marriage is all about, right? And um, you can both take things that mean a lot to you and create this whole new culture that your kids will grow up and think is how life is supposed to be lived. And that's what's wonderful about it. I also think that when we change the traditions that we are doing to better serve our family, we're communicating to our kids. They also don't have to just follow along with the status quo, right? They don't have to see a tradition that everyone else is doing and saying, well, I guess this is what we're going to do. So when they grow up and become an adult, they are also free to make those hard choices um, that will eventually serve themselves and their own families better. I think that's so powerful. Yes, exactly. That That's a beautiful lesson that we can show them through this exercise. And then always, you know, our tagline, lower your expectations. <laughs> Just because you've thrown out one tradition or one idea or one holiday you're going to be doing differently, don't be careful um, not to revamp your traditions to such a point that you end up making more work for yourself or more expense or more, you know, whatever that ends up being against your your purposes that you came up with and, and you end up hating it more than what you had before. <laughs> So just, yeah, keep your, keep your purpose, your vision in, in view through the whole process all the way to the end. Right. And so um, at this point, we wanted to share with you guys a few things that we have done differently or have considered doing differently just to kind of put a bug in your ear. And again, I just want to preface this by saying none of this is intended to make anyone feel badly for how they celebrate a tradition or a holiday, but rather to get your mind thinking, is are the, all these traditions serving our family? And if so, great, let's keep them up. We love them. My kids love them. They're worth the work. Um, or no, this one has caused me a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. We're going to change it. So that's why we're sharing what we have. All right. So I've mentioned that we don't celebrate Christmas in the traditional way um, that m- many families do. And so I was going to share um, the reasons why and then some things that we do differently. So um, we don't celebrate Christmas in the traditional manner with Santa and Christmas trees and presents and all that, because we believe that at its core, um, Christmas is about Christ and his birth. And so um, to keep our focus on that, we decided to dispense with everything else that isn't about Christ and his birth. And then after we came to that conclusion and decided that um, presents and Christmas trees and all that wasn't what that meant for us, then we decided that um, we would try to live a life that was more focused on celebrating the birth of Christ every day instead of just one day of the year. So that's something we try to keep in mind through the whole year. And that's just what works for our family. Um, So some things that we do instead is we love to do things that um, other people don't uh, take advantage of because they're at home celebrating Christmas with their families in their traditional way that works for them. So one really awesome example is that my husband and I met on Christmas Day on the ski slopes. Um, We had planned it. (laughs) Yeah, we had planned it um, ahead because we had um, actually been writing corresponding by email way back when email was a brand new thing. (laughs) 
And we, um, so we planned to meet in person on Christmas day. And the fun thing about skiing on Christmas day is you have the place to yourself. It's really fun to go skiing on Christmas day. Cause there's not lines. You ski from the top to the bottom and you hop right back on the lift and you go up again. And you, <laughs> it's just oh. really fun. You, yeah. Way more, way more bang for your buck skiing on Christmas day. <laughs> so that's kind of been, um, a fun thing that we like to do is find things that other people don't do on Christmas Day because they're at home with their families doing the things that they love to do. Uh, another example of um, things that we like to do, alternative holiday um, things, is we like to go serve a meal um, at a homeless shelter on Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's Day or one of these um, things that tr- families traditionally gather together. And we like to go serve at that point because a lot of people aren't exactly thinking of the homeless on that day. And so we'll go and like we don't have the the whole um, tradition of a of a holiday dinner together on, say, Christmas Day. So we just have a a nice time filling in for other people so they can be home with their families on those days. Oh, that's awesome. Such beautiful traditions. I love them. And I want to ski on <laughs> Christmas now. <laughs> uh, let's do it. <laughs> okay. So I have a couple of questions for you. Okay. Um, from someone who, who has always celebrated Christmas and most of the holidays, the way I've been quote unquote expected to yeah. <laughs> and not, and not always happy with the decision. But so my question is about extended family. Do you have extended family members who celebrate traditional Christmas and how do you, um, are you involved in that celebration at all? Yes, we do, um, have extended family members that celebrate, um, Christmas and we just aren't included in those. And so that's where like up in the cons section earlier, I mentioned that you can feel a little bit left out, but we just, um, two things we do is that we have this mentality that the tribe starts with us. And so we've, we've created our own things, activities, uh, fun things that we do instead, and they go do their things that they do instead. And then we get together other times of the year. Okay. So my other question is, um, has there been any pushback from that? Or you, did you guys celebrate this way or, or I guess not celebrate this way from the beginning of your relationship or has there been any, any bad feelings from extended family as you, you know, changed things up? Right. No, we did. We have done this from the beginning of our marriage. And so we haven't experienced any um, having to go through that. Hey, we're not going to participate this year in your activities, but we just um, have been the weird ones from the beginning. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And and homeschoolers. So weird. (laughs) I know. And actually, you know, as we've had more kids, um, family members have jokingly, but probably seriously mentioned that they're kind of glad that they don't have to buy (laughs) 11 people Christmas presents, you know. (laughs) Amen. Tell me about it. Yeah, seriously. Uh, We're like, well, you can just give us the money. <laughs> right? We'll just take the cash. <laughs> well, I love that. And thank you for sharing that. Um, I So our personal scenario has been that we were both raised in very traditionally celebratory Christian homes. You know, we celebrate Christmas with the tree and the presents and everything else. Um, but little by little over the years, I have definitely really started to understand some of the principles that we talked about today that these some of these traditions are not great for my family or at least for the purposes that I'm trying to teach them during these times of year. And so we have just been um, kind of dabbling here and there and changing up traditions. Um, but it, we, we also live extremely close to all our family. I mean, not all of um, my husband's siblings live here, but both our sets of parents live very close and lots of siblings. So there is that struggle to think, well, I want to be involved in family 
activities, but I don't want to feel pressured to do things that I'm not comfortable with. So my personal experience is that we're in the thick of deciding what works best for us and what does not. <laughs> and um, I'm we, we still haven't fully decided what we're doing this year, um, but I know that we are not doing a bunch of gifts for everyone. So tune in later. I will, I will <laughs> keep you guys in touch, you know, keep you guys in the know of what we end up doing and, and how that works out. But what I have loved is as I've made choices, changes to our choices, my kids have been really, really open to that. Like the first couple of times I did something differently, I thought, oh no, they're going to hate this. Especially my older ones, you know, that had many years of, of, uh, tradition, memories of traditions. And they've been very open to it, especially if I come across very positive. Like instead of this, this year, we're going to try this, especially if it draws us closer to the meaning that we all know is the most important. So um, anyway, just share that to say that we don't pretend to have all the answers. Some some things might work at this phase of life and might work differently later on. But uh, just want to encourage you guys to Look at your own traditions and decide what works well, what does not, and how you can better serve your family by changing up the choices that you have the control to make. Yeah, I'm confident that you guys can come up with some alternative holiday traditions that bring joy to your family because there is so much potential for joy in you know every holiday situation, no matter what you decide to do. Um, so yeah, what, what we've done, we've... Um, decided that Valentine's Day is our big holiday. So we make cards. We all get together as family and we make big cards and we send them off and we have some other traditions that we have fun doing around Valentine's Day. So we just kind of, you know, it's not like our kids miss out on every holiday. We just chose a different one to make our quote unquote big one. Yeah, I love that. And I also love that you mentioned um, focusing on the things that bring you joy. And that sounds silly because most people are probably thinking, oh, all our traditions bring you joy. But let's be honest, not all traditions bring <laughs> us joy. <laughs> uh, there yeah. is much about the traditions that I've done over the years that do not bring me much joy at all. And in fact, the work is is not outweighed by the joy. So, you know, just a little bug in your ear to, to evaluate what your family's doing and decide it, whether it's all serving you the best way it can. Okay. Now we, as mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we wanted to give a little bit of feedback about a review we got recently. We are so grateful for every review. And this one is no exception. This one it was entitled Interesting Listen by Stitch Doc. And she had some extremely kind things to say about us and um, some thanks for to us for giving you these episodes, which we are grateful for. Thank you so much. Um, and then she had some interesting comments on one of our recent episodes, Raising Boys. Um, and so we just wanted to say that, first of all, we are so grateful for everyone who shares their opinion, whether it's the same as ours or differing. So I'm so grateful for that. But I also wanted to say that that in that episode, we were simply stating our own concerns for our children in the future, um, some of the things that we believe our boys will be facing. And in no way were we trying to minimize struggles that other people have in different walks of life. Um, some much, much greater than ours. I will be the first to admit that I live a very comfortable life and I'm so grateful for that. Um, but that's what we were doing was just stating our own concerns for our own children. Right, right. Exactly. You know, I think in a lot of our episodes, we say things that, um, are intended to provoke thought in other people. Like, you know, even this episode, alternative holiday traditions that could be offensive to somebody who really loves and appreciates their holidays the way they do it. And that's fine. What we're trying to do in a lot of our episodes is have people think, um, about examine an idea from a different perspective. So maybe it's 
um, not exactly the way that you think, but getting you thinking about some of these things that we're talking about is our is our goal. Um, so yeah, we we say some things intended to provoke thought, and we love it when we hear that you're thinking about what we've talked about. Yeah. So thank you so much for all of your reviews and keep leaving them. We love you guys so much. We have some recommendations for this um, episode on alternative holiday traditions. A good place to start um, is we talk about her all the time and we had the privilege to interview her in episode 46, Miranda Anderson's podcast, The Live Free Creative Podcast. Listen to her episode about the magical minimalistic holiday. It's another alternative alternative way to think about celebrating holidays, which is really fun. And then we also um, are linking to Andy Kolber's Instagram profile, a great one to follow. She's releasing a book called Try Softer. And um, the thing that we really love about following her is the amount of grace for yourself that she introduces into, um, into the conversation. Yes. And if there's a time to have grace with yourself, it's at the holiday season. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, we'd be so grateful if you'd leave us a written review on iTunes. If you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, you can reach us at outnumberthepodcast at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at outnumberthepodcast. See you next week. See you next week.